Hello and welcome to episode number nine of For Fit's Sake, the podcast brought to you by FS Gyms. I'm Rory McInerney and I'm joined by... Kieran Maddock. And this week we're going to talk about the pros and cons of reducing time spent on electronics. Rudds, how are we doing? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, big fella. It feels a bit strange saying that on a Wednesday shooting the podcast at what was... This is probably a respectable and sociable time of the day. Very respectable sociable time. Coming up to 11s is... It's actually, yeah, yeah. I've just had my 11s. Yeah. It's a nice coffee. Where's my coffee gone? It's knocking around somewhere. Um, okay, so perfect. Ruds, what's been happening with you over the last week or so? Um, what's been happening with me? I've been dog-sitting. Uh, myself and Sarah have been looking after, uh, well, Oz slash Sarah's parents' dog. What kind of dog? Smokey. Oh, Smokerama. Smokerama. She is a uh, Bichon and a Shih Tzu cross, and she's class. So, yeah, was looking after her. Smokey isn't a very female name. No. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I, it's, I, think, I don't know. It's kind of suits it's, her. You know when you know a dog, and you know, like, you can't think of it with a different name. That's fair enough, yeah. yeah Has that dog helping you get your steps in, Ruds? Serious steps in, especially she. we took her down to Deer Park on Sunday, and uh, she likes chasing the squirrels. And uh, we led her on a long leash, aka no leash, and then... <laughs> lost her briefly uh, for well not lost her but just couldn't find her for ages and she's in the middle of the woods Big Mike would not be impressed if he lost his dog it's not it's not Big Mike's it's Robert and okay, Vera. okay yeah, so yeah. the other dog Archie would kill the squirrels if he ever found them. So that's Big Mike's uh, dog Big Mike's dog a killer a stone yeah. cold killer and stone Ruts, cold killer. You're, you're playing uh you're in the squad for the Irish Clubs game this weekend? I am. I am on the bench for Friday night against Scotland. Covering prop, prop, prop mostly. Covering tight head <laughs> slash tight head lock, uh, depending on where they need me. Um, not really excited, looking forward to it. It's uh, Is this your second or third this, year playing? I did it two years ago. played against France and Scotland, and it was amazing. One of the best experiences in my rugby career. So um, delighted to have the opportunity to do it again. I'm really excited to go and play. Uh, playing in Athlone, uh, where I played for the under-20s as well, so like 10 years on, I think, uh, playing there. 10 so, years on, a little bit. A lot, a lot's changed since then. A lot's changed. Uh, so, yeah, no, looking forward to it. And That'll be exciting. You are going... To the white slopes skiing yeah i'm off to austin again that's this is why we're recording the podcast on a wednesday in the middle of the day because rudd's made a mess of the it's difficult we had some technical issues here getting set up because it's not our usual sunday setup so i know how tough it can be but yeah we're shooting today because i'm flying out uh, this afternoon with the crowd from the gym we've got our annual ski trip coming up heading to austria and you're bringing a few new recruits to the ski trip? Yeah, there's a few people who've never skied before and tension is high. People should be getting excited, but they're getting nervous. I'm kind of, there's videos going around in the WhatsApp groups of people snotting themselves skiing. So everyone's getting Cully, our physio, is uh, talking about how he's going to strap his knees because he's worried about, he had a, <laughs> he had a client in this morning who uh, she did her ACL a few weeks ago skiing and he's been so <laughs> nervous since he's been speaking to her. So I can't wait to see him over there. I think it's a case where he knows so much about injury prevention, it's almost worse. When the more knowledge you have, the more you think of ignorance is bliss. Ignorance you don't want to know what can, yeah. how how bad things can go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's going to be great. Even meals by Neil. The last uh, podcast episode, Neil's going as well. It's his first time skiing, so uh, he's a good mover. He's got good movement skills, so I don't think he's going to have any problems. And a few experienced campaigners going as well. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a few who've been there. They'll be able to show us the ropes again. But no, it's just great. It's a great way to just spend some time with a group of people that you probably wouldn't spend a whole lot of time with outside of the gym and kind of see them in a different environment. Uh, very sociable aspect to the trip as well. We've got a bit of fun lined up for the uh, the rugby game Ireland playing Wales on Saturday, so that should be good crack to get everyone together watching that over there. Fantastic. But anyway, enough about that. We are here to chat about the pros and cons of reducing electronics rods. Uh, this is topical at the minute. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of, uh, I was listening to news talk a few weeks ago on Matt Cooper. There was a lady talking about studies that have been done on it. Um, and we've kind of come up with the main list of pros and cons of why you would look to reduce the time that you spend on electronics. We're talking about things like laptops, smartphones really is the big one runs that we're looking at. Certainly. And the impact that that can have on cognitive function, stress, anxiety, even down as far as things such as body composition. We'll get into that a little bit deeper soon. But one, the first thing that came to me with this is when I kind of thought about experimenting with taking a bit less time off my phone is that it allows me more time to work on the stuff that's really important in life, whether that's work, whether it's time with people, whether it's de-stressing. Um, and yeah, I've, I've basically, the reason I started to do it was if you look on your smartphone, you can click in the settings and look at your usage and something that shocked me, I saw Ben Bergen put uh, a clip up about it on his Instagram, which is ironic in a way that we're looking at Instagram to see these things, but I'd spent over a week, 15 hours of my battery life on my iPhone was spent on Instagram. And that to me was shocking. I thought that was three hours out of Monday to Friday what could I do with those three hours? I'm always making excuses that I don't have time to do things. So I kind of sat down and looked at that and thought, wow, if I could reduce that time, even cut it in half or knock it down to an hour a day, if I'm using it for work stuff, what I could achieve with those other two hours of my day. And Rudz, that's something you're probably seeing a lot of with people who, you know, from a coaching point of view, who are, you know, they're on their phones all the time. And the kind of time is an excuse that people use an awful lot. It's, so when we talked about doing this episode, um, I went away and did a bit of research um, to just to try and get some facts and figures. And the one that came out a lot was kind of the two hours, 15 minutes per day or two hours, 30. There was a lot of different kind of facts and figures out there and different studies cited. But even if you anything up to four, four and a half hours, but if you go off the kind of one that came out most commonly, say two hours, 15, two hours, 30, like all of us feel like we need more time during the day or we want more time and one of the big things we talk about with nutrition is making time to prep our food or making time to sit down and eat our food so it's not a thing where you're going to find time or wait until time comes that never comes there's always going to be more responsibilities or more different things that are going to come in there so if you think about that two hours and 15 you said cutting that in half well if, if we could cut that in half and get that to an hour and five minutes per day spent on our smartphone then we've now got time for a 45 minute session a shower and 15 minutes to chill out and um, to de-stress or just have a break and then go back at whatever the task is for the afternoon even harder so um i think that's very interesting when you look like you said at your usage or you look at the the stats and the figures out there and you kind of look at it and go well no one's going to give me time i'm not going to get an extra two hours in the day because i'm busy so how can i make time can i cut this in half can i cut this in uh take a quarter off it so it gives me some more time to put the really important stuff in my life in there yeah and you're probably like the thing is you're looking at if you kind of cut out that time you have more time to read or take up a hobby or do something that will provide you with maybe a bit of stress relief or certainly 
with the figures that are out there and myself included i'm sure people listening to this they could be listening to this in bed on their phone while they're maybe right now scrolling with the podcast in the background they're scrolling on instagram just before they go to bed like they, people talk about reducing white light before you go to sleep like it's definitely if you can reduce the time that you're on your phone especially later in the evening it's definitely going to improve your sleep quality so again kind of this has been something that i've done a lot of reading on over the last year and um, started with pn uh, learned a lot through my course and then through a lot coaching people about the importance of sleep and what happens in your body and how to maximize and optimize sleep um, and then I went and read a really good book then off the back of that uh, Sleep Smarter um, we'll throw it up in the show notes but we'd rec- I'd recommend it um, and it, that's just talking about what happens in your body with sleep and like what things affect sleep what things are detrimental what things optimize it and there's so many studies out there that show that blue light, so the light from our phone, has a significant impact on the quality of our sleep. So even if you think you're still getting seven hours sleep or eight hours sleep, if you're on your phone within 30 minutes, 60 minutes before bed, it is going to have a detrimental effect on your sleep quality. So even if you don't think it is, it will. The studies do show that. And um, people like people have heard that. If people are listening to this now, if you, you've heard that before, that get away from blue light before you sleep. It's like practical tips to do that are: if you have a smartphone, there's settings. I only found this on the iPhone when I kind of did a bit of research. You can set it to night mode. So I have it set that from seven o'clock every evening, it basically turns down the brightness on your screen. Your exposure is gradually reduced over a period of time, and it actually makes you slightly less likely. Like white light is. Your, your eyeballs and your brain are addicted to white light. It's when, when you wake up in the morning, bright light, it's your stimulus to, to get up, get ready to go. So if you're looking at that really bright light late at night, it's very hard to switch off. So you can set your phone to gradually reduce the brightness throughout the course of the evening, and it makes you less likely to pull out your phone and keep looking at it because it doesn't, you don't get that. Your eyeballs don't get that initial rush of seeing that bright light that keep drawing you in. It's I found it's a really useful way to kind of slowly drip trip away from looking at the smartphone late at night now in saying that i've actually gone completely cold turkey and uh tried to change things a little bit over the last week um the lads at work are calling me uh stringer bell from the wire because i have uh, a nice nokia 3310 which i've sort of swap to um when i leave work i basically only use that for calls and texts i'm everyone thinks i'm trying to be avoidable and not contactable but it's just to exactly like that i can sleep better when i'm not looking at my emails before i go to bed with things that we're going to be fine in the morning when i get into work at six in the morning i can deal with them i don't need to deal with them at 10 o'clock at night absolutely and like in terms of what you're talking about with the smartphone there's two pieces to it one is the physiological effect of that blue light and what it does to our body so the best analogy you see you said is uh, people have heard that before that's not, nothing new well the, the thing that really brought it home to me was when i learned about the circadian rhythm and how it affects our circadian rhythm so our circadian rhythm is our body's natural um way that we mirror the sun so like in the morning when we wake up what we're going to find is that our melatonin levels will be lower so the hormone that helps us sleep and then as the evening goes on it starts to rise and then when we get to the middle of the night it's, it should be at its peak and if you think of that that's kind of the way the it mirrors the sun in terms of um when the sun's going down that that hormones are the highest so yeah. we should be sleeping so that's what really brought it home to me so if you think of the caveman so 
if the blue light on our phone I love a caveman analogy by the way yeah we yeah. love a good caveman analogy so here we go with it so <laughs> if you got the blue light on your phone that is like sunlight our eyes treat that the same as sunlight so in the morning you wake up the light starts coming in so then as we go through our day our energy levels ramp up let's go hunt that's let's what go I'm thinking hunt. let's go hunt the I'm, day. I'm in the caveman role here yeah. sorry is this not a role play this is a role okay. play so let's go hunt the Ready day to hunt and then the sun's at its highest. We should be in the middle of our hunt now. And then as the sun starts to come down, we start winding down. We start looking for we're a nice cave. That deer, we're, we just had eaten that deer we hunted. We drag that deer back to the cave and we start winding down for the evening. And then we go to sleep and it's pitch black outside. So that's that's the way it should work. But then if you think of what we've got, where we've now got this thing that we always have on us and we can just pull out of our pocket and open whenever we want that's like sunlight so then as your melatonin level starting to ramp up with the darkness with the sun going down then you put a spanner in the works by taking out the phone look at the light on that screen and now it delays your circadian rhythm so your body doesn't feel like it's nighttime anymore so the quality of the research shows that the quality of your sleep will not be the same from that but then the second piece for that is if you think of Rory, your point about uh, the mental stimulation. So even if you turn it on to night mode, that's great. But at the end of the day, if it's on night mode and you're lying in bed, email comes in for me, Rory, urgent, this needs to be done. Or Rory, da, 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 I was thinking this. You're not realistically, you're not going to be able to go straight to sleep and completely forget about yeah, whatever that sure. email is. That email is going to be in your head and you're going to have to try and rationalize it you're gonna to have to try and come up with a solution you're gonna to have to think about it and then you wind down so that's delaying you actually winding down for bed and then the sorry the final piece on that is you can just go down rabbit holes on your phone so if you watch something on youtube or you go clickbait everywhere you go on an article it's so easy to go to the next one so it's very hard to stop at that one article or stop at that one post you read you're probably going to click on to the next one the next one so again from a psychological standpoint, you're delaying the point when now your bedtime is. Yeah, and the first thing I saw on that, if you if you can even bring it back to a performance point of view, was I think it was 2009, the Lions tour to South Africa. Yeah, they, that was the first time I'd really kind of paid attention to this, and like anything, like through sport and through relating it to performance, which is most people that listen to this podcast have some either you know a sporting background or they have an active interest in going to the gym, like they talked about so much about players where they weren't allowed to go on their laptops after I think it was eight o'clock in the evening. Now smartphones weren't as they were they weren't as big a thing with the apps that were out back then. They wouldn't draw you in as much. But players weren't allowed to go on their laptops. They weren't allowed to watch documentaries. It was suggested that they listen to audiobooks, things like Audible, instead of um being on their laptops all evening because they were finding that players were breaking down quicker when they actually got to South Africa because they're bored. They're on a rugby tour as much as everyone thinks it's probably glitz and glamour all the time. It's you know there's a lot of structured recovery that they have to get. There's sleep quality was affected so the session quality was dipping that is in elite elite athletes so if their bodies are tuned a certain way they don't have as much exposure to um the kind of stresses as sitting in front of a computer screen all day might have for people listening to this podcast who are working nine to five if it's affecting them that much and they only have a little bit of exposure to it imagine someone who's sitting in front of a laptop all day nine to six nine to seven they go home they're answering emails on their phone for another three or four hours like how big an effect is that going to have on the lay person's sleep and their performance in the gym the next morning or their performance on the pitch playing for their club 
on a Saturday or a Sunday when they've been up all night, you know, scrolling on the phone and not getting good quality sleep. Huge, huge effect on performance, huge effect on everything, like your mood, your concentration, all these types of things. And I think it comes back to, you can't control everything, but there's certain things that we can control. So if you think about how you learn to fall asleep when you're a kid, so when you're a baby or sorry, a kid, like maybe like seven, eight years of age, how do you get a kid to go to sleep? You have a routine. So you go, well, at this time, you get your pajamas on, you brush your teeth, I read you a bedtime story, and it has to be the same all the time. So when a babysitter comes in and they don't do the same order of things, the kid doesn't go to bed and go to sleep. So like, we're, we're the same as adults. Our body winds down the same. So if you can establish a routine 30 to 60 minutes before sleep, that's gonna that and you keep it consistent that is gonna control everything you can control like you're talking about in the lions dvd where they're trying to control everything they can to get the best night's sleep because at the end of the day sleeping is one of those things that trying harder doesn't fix the problem so if i go to bed and i go come on sleep 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 come on ruds go to sleep you're only gonna get seven hours now you're gonna get six now you get five that has the opposite effect my sleep quality gets worse i get less sleep so if we can't control the outcome by trying harder, but, but we can control our behaviors and get a routine that becomes automatic that leads to the outcome. So you can control your bedtime routine. You can't control your, your what sleep. What happens when you're actually in there. Yeah. Uh, we saw Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Post. Um, she started uh, with, with tons of other people. They called Thrive Global. It's definitely worth having a look at it. It's thriveglobal.com. Again, I'll put up the notes, in, uh, the show notes. But uh she talked about exactly that the routine and she said a couple of things that were really interesting was before you go to bed like how many people like who are listening to this at home they sleep in gym clothes they sleep in the same type of clothes that they'd wear to the gym not necessarily warm but they might have a t-shirt that they could either it's a t-shirt they could wear in bed or a t-shirt that they could wear in the gym or a tank top that they could wear in bed or the gym and your body understands like you're talking when you're a baby and you have a routine the feel of pajamas your body gets into signals of oh, hang on it's time to go to sleep but i'm putting on a top that i'd wear going to the gym like your body gets confused by those things. They're the small details. But the biggest thing she talked about, which I loved, and I'm only starting to apply now, which is a year later, was the idea of a phone bed. So what she was talking about with her kids, her kids all have phones. They're they're younger. They're kind of more basic phones. But they had a box in their sitting room that had chargers next to it and all connected. And everybody would put their phone into the box at a certain time, nine o'clock. And that starts their bedtime routine. So their phone is away. They'd have their shower. They'd get into their pajamas. They might read a book for 10 minutes. Then the lights go off. But that signal of putting the phone in its phone bed was was the start of their bedtime routine. And for me, with the burner at the minute, that's kind of my signal to wind down is if I'm leaving work at 7 o'clock or if I'm leaving work at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, when I swap the SIM cards or when I put, say, my smartphone into my bag with my laptop, I'm putting that away unless it's absolutely urgent that I need to to go look at it. That gets me into sort of unwinding. It allows me to be more productive and kind of I'm not as stressed or anxious about my day tomorrow because I've got clarity to think about it instead of looking at to-do lists, adding to to to-do lists, reading emails, oh, forgot to get to this, forgot to get to that. And it allows me to prioritize the big rocks in my day the next day because I can think really clearly for three or four hours while I'm winding down what way I'd like to attack the obstacles or the tasks that I have the next day so it definitely is huge for reducing stress I find and definitely anxiety that um anxiety looking at your phone am I getting a whatsapp did that person get back to me did my instagram post get 10 likes whatever it might be like it's definitely going to help with that constant go-to and information being kind of thrown at you all the time that's going to stress you even more 
And the thing you're saying there is, um, I did again did a bit of reading yesterday, and a few kind of quotes jumped out at me, and I thought they were really good to share. Was in the modern world, we are filling our downtime with scrolling through digital distractions, social media, website, news, apps, etc. This means that we're not giving ourselves enough time to reflect and relax. Many of us are using our downtime, our rest period, so to think of it in a gym yep. gym talk, to take in new information, to take in new stimulus. This means that our brain has no time to process the world, to chunk data, to create long-term memories. So even if you're talking about it from a perspective of having more clarity, having less anxiety, if you're constantly just trying to put new information, new data, uh, reacting to other people's thing of, has this person messaged me, has this, like everything's reactive, then you're not getting time to actually process and learn from the things you've done during the day and reflect and go like, well, how could that have gone better? What do I need to do tomorrow? Or you're not getting time, if you think of it like a gym set, you're not getting that rest period to pick it up and go harder in the next set. It's this constant work. And it's, it's that kind of feeling like if something good happens in your life, you ever people say, I wish that would last longer. Yeah. Well, it can. These things can last longer if you set aside distractions and have time to process it in your brain and create better memories and association to events. It can have a longer lasting feeling or effect going forward for you. Whereas how often do the second we finish a match at the minute, you go into the changing room, everyone's on their phone. They're checking other results. They're checking Twitter. They're checking whatever it might be. Whereas to sit down with a group of guys or girls or your family or whatever it might be after an event like that and not worry about sharing it on Instagram with the rest of the world or seeing what other people are up to and just sort of basking what's happening in your life right there and then it really solidifies those long-term memories and the, that feeling will last more long-term going forward definitely and even if you think of the like the, you're talking about being present you're being present at that moment or whatever's happened in terms of the pitch or whatever you've just done and that ties in as well obviously the memory piece but as well the anxiety and the stress any anxiety or stress is because we're thinking about something that has been so we're comparing ourselves to what we have been or we're thinking about something that is to come there's no stress or anxiety in the exact moment you're in really most of it is not being present before or after yeah um, and then that kind of ties in what you're saying there about uh the, the fourth point that I looked up yesterday in terms of the four benefits of getting rid of the technology. If you think of you just won a big match uh, when you come in the change rooms, a few beers out, everyone's having a great time. If you're the guy who's straight on the smartphone taking selfies and uh, <laughs> in his own little world and not getting involved, people might say you wouldn't be much crack. Yeah, which is like, that's the thing. That's the thing I find is, like, say we're going on a ski trip now like for the weekend right we're going to be with a group of people who are all well most most of the people are good fun that are going but like you know you're around a really good positive group of people and one person is just there scrolling through their phone head down they're missing everything you're missing all the the small details the jokes the banter you're missing observations that people are making about other people when you're people watching um like i'm sure everyone listening to this now has got a mate in their head or it might be them they might be thinking jesus i actually a lot of stuff goes over my head because my head's buried in a smartphone i that's one thing that i noticed even years ago when you're living in a house with a group of lads we're trying to watch a movie and how many guys are scrolling through their phone not actually watching the movie 
you know, and they're not having that shared experience. That's everyone's having fun together, and I, that's why I'm kind of doing what I'm doing and trying to cut out technology as much as possible. It, the, the weekends is a big one for me. I don't want to have my smartphone on me for the majority of the weekend. So I went out for a few pints for uh, Baz's thirtieth there at the weekend. Shout out to Baz uh, down Nickel Kenny, and I was hanging out with a few of the guys beforehand. So my family at the start of the day, uh, and then hanging out with a few lads I hadn't seen in a while afterwards, and. Like I tried pulling out my phone, the Nokia, I pulled it out like 10 times to go on, say, Instagram or to go on Twitter, looked at it and saw it. It actually has Twitter on it, funnily, but I haven't activated it. But I just put it straight back in my pocket. So it was kind of, that was like me catching myself. I could have gone into five minutes of ignoring everything that was going around me instead of looking at the crap phone I had in my hand, putting it back in my pocket and then engaging in conversation again. Like I, I had a great night. I, you know, I woke up the next morning I could, I could remember everything that was happening. I, I kind of had good memories of the night and I could talk about them the next day with the lads instead of being glued on my phone for the whole night. If you think about it, if you think, like, if I asked you to recount your top five best memories in your life, I doubt any of them would be that 10 minutes I spent on Instagram. No. <laughs> so I think that's, like, it just I'm just thinking, I'm thinking, right, if you think your top five, top ten moments in your life... Well, if you think your top five moments today or in the last, you know, like the since this morning, it's not checking your emails no. or it's not... It's going to be something to do with a person or an experience. It's like there's not very many shared experiences you can have from your head being buried in your personal device. It's called a personal device because yeah. it's, it's yours. You know, there's, there isn't many of those experiences. Although we were looking at some videos yesterday of people falling on ski trips and I did have a great laugh uh, thinking of the lads... Uh, on the beginner slope uh, tomorrow morning uh, I enjoyed that a lot but that that's probably an exception to the rule so like I think obviously there we've covered all the pros to that digital detox or that pros to reducing your time on your electronics so to hit those big four again more time for the important stuff in life improving your sleep quality reducing your anxiety and stress and then finally you're going to be more crack so we've co- we've covered the big four but I we also understand that we're not living in a fairy tale land. So we didn't want to just give the benefits of doing this because this is the real world and these inventions, <laughs> these technologies have helped us in a lot of ways. So we wanted to give the other side of it as well and kind of go, well, what are the four things that we th- we see as huge benefits or drawbacks to giving up our, our technology? So I might let you feel the first one, Roy. <laughs> Uh, is that this is to do with I assume from swapping the smartphone over the weekend yeah. to the Nokia yesterday we had a I'm going to call it a major emergency I'm not going to call it minor where we had a drainage issue uh, Georgian basements on Leeson Street aren't fantastic for uh, drainage and uh, we had a spillage I'm going to call it out the uh, back garden of one of the facilities so I needed to call all these people, plumbers, mechanical guys, flooring guys, and I had no access to contacts on my phone. And a smartphone was in my laptop bag. Uh, even then, I was looking back through yesterday, I'd missed calls from probably 20 people after taking a few classes and a few PTs. I didn't have a clue who one of the numbers was, so I was ringing people back going, uh, Hi, this is Rory. Uh, who's this? Are you the plumber are you the drain guy what are you and it was just it was a bit of a nightmare uh, I wasn't prepared for that and yesterday I had to pop the sim card back into the phone and I haven't actually gone back to it yet because I'm still I had to deal with that overnight but you know if I was to completely cut myself off from technology altogether from say five o'clock until the next morning like that's going to be a huge downsize I don't I don't have access to those contacts or you know those people that I really needed in that time yeah uh, and yeah it was an absolute nightmare to be honest but 
Because when I was doing the research yesterday, I was trying to come up with the possible downsides, and one of them was that ease of context. And if you think of, if you if you even went away from the burner and you had just a notebook, like an old school notebook with just your contacts, imagine in that emergency situation having to scroll through a book of all the writing to try and find the name of the contact. Like that's going to take you so long, and in a situation where you need to take swift and immediate action. That's gonna that's gonna really really stress you out and hamper you. Whereas having the smartphone and being able to go, like you said, plumber, boom, there's a contact yeah, straight yeah. away. There's it. Well, even to be able to use the internet to yeah. Google who I need if one guy was busy, like that was. Look, I was able to go get up my laptop. Yeah. I was able to go get up my phone. But while I was dealing with clients, you know, I was in there for kind of like a two or three hour block where the clients were a priority. Uh, you know, I could easily say to a client, can you just give me two seconds? I've got to send a text or I've got to, you know, check a WhatsApp or I've got to send a quick email. They'd understand that. Whereas I couldn't even do that because I was stuck with the burner. Uh, and, you know, it was even then it was very hard to communicate with the team we have at work. We yeah. have our Slack, the, the internal messaging system. I couldn't throw a message in that to delegate something out. I was literally stuck for a couple hours. Everyone was waiting for me to get it fixed and nothing, nothing could happen. So that, that's definitely, ironically, very good timing for what happened there, that that will be the main downside. So, and then kind of following on from that, the you saying like the ability to have an email or to be able to get the information of a plumber on your iPhone really quickly was something. So like that was the second benefit I looked up was that ability to be able to, in a scenario, say you're going to meet someone and they sent you an email with the address, you can quickly go on your phone, find that address in the emails, type it into Google Maps, and then you can go to that place. Or if you're out and about, you can quickly just refer back through your inbox, find something you need to know, and not have to get out your laptop or whatever it might be. Yeah, because that is something that, like... (laughs) If you were to prepare and plan your journey, like, you know, go Google, go on Google Maps and before, look at it, like, that's going to take more time. Yeah. Then, you know, so it's about the balance here. We're, we always say that, like, the, the truth lies in the middle. It generally lies in the balance. It's not with extremes, i.e. all technology, no technology. Like, you do need it. You do need it for things like that. Like, if I was to go on Google everywhere that I had to go and travel the day before and, you know, like, have a look at the location and figure out my route, that's going to take me hours. Whereas I can just bang it in. It takes 20 seconds, and then I follow the nav. I can get to where I need to be with the meeting. Uh, you know, it's about the balance between the two, I think, is the, is the big thing to look at there. And like, if you can tie that back to the food, the one thing I've been saying to people a lot recently is convenience creates consistency. So, for instance, say, for instance, someone's talking to me about processed foods and whole foods. So I say to people, eat real foods. But then they're like, what? What about, say, some hummus? Or what about pesto? That's not a real food because it's processed or whey protein because it's processed then the thing I'd say to them is, look, we're trying to eat as much real food as possible. You're trying to get those options to be as few ingredients and as close to real food as possible. But at the end of the day, there is a convenience factor to it where you're not, you might not have be making enough time to make uh, your own homemade pesto, your own homemade hummus. You can get something that's a pretty good option and it's convenient. So you're more likely to be consistent and eat, make better choices as opposed to doing something that's really, really extreme and then you're not you do it every once in a while and the consistency is the king. And efficiency creates consistency yeah. as well. If it's efficient it's easier to do. Uh, like talking about the caveman thing, it's like the caveman analogy. The modern caveman now hunts on deliveroo. Yeah. They go on they click it like that's convenient, but that's slightly different. There's there's different 
kind of approach to that but uh, definitely if it's efficient and it's simple you're far more likely to stick to it so um just ties back in sort of between the parallels i suppose between all all areas of your life it can come down to nutrition or prepping for your training or prepping for your meetings where you're going to go how it can make you a more efficient person overall which will improve you know how you look feel and perform and then like the, the kind of third benefit that i came up with was the ability to work from remote locations that's what i'm doing in austria i'm working for five days yeah remotely remotely or or remotely working it's kind of difficult to know which one it is that fresh air helping you to be more productive yeah but like for the example i'm going to give you for for me yesterday uh went up to rugby training i was able to beat the traffic leaving the gym uh and head up a bit earlier because I know that I can work from there. So I pull out my smartphone and I'm able to coach all the people I'm coaching through FS Nutrition Coaching. Uh, I'm able to do that in a 45-minute block in the in Mary's as opposed to going up at rush hour and being stuck in traffic. So yeah. the ability to have that phone and be able to w- work remotely allowed me to be Huge more... Huge I could get to Mary's in 20 minutes, 25 minutes, instead of being 45 and then stressing about being late for training. So like if you think of that smartphone that's a huge advantage for me and so many people is it gives you that freedom to be able to work remotely so instead of clocking off early and then having to get to that stuff tomorrow i can leave the gym early and then head up to mary's be there be prepared for training and then just block off 45 minutes to get what i need to get done for the day and then be able to train with a clear mind of knowing that i've achieved my outcomes for the day and that ties in perfectly to what the fourth uh the fourth kind of pro of using a bit more technology be is that the apps that we have sometimes can make life easier so exactly like you're talking about the coaching platform that you can use allows you to coach people on mass you know in, in an efficient manner things like google maps you know they're going to save you time they're going to make things more efficient uh, like there are an awful lot of apps out there that do make life easier it it just comes down to like i said that balance prioritizing which ones are going to make your life easier for example facebook is a, is a strange one because you can easily get caught, caught scrolling caught clicking but facebook is a really easy way to to connect with groups of people that are all over the world that if you were to send emails or to send letters for example too it's going to take more time so like there are certain ones even social ones that do have pros and cons but it's just it again it's going to come down to the balance with those i think definitely and i think it's again like just looking at it and being objective and going like well am i doing this what's the benefits is there any way i can make this better to what i want to achieve so like if you talk about the social media you can have social media where people are looking at it and it's affecting their self-image because they're comparing themselves to other people and it's affecting their confidence or maybe you can have it where someone's wasting a lot of their time on the day scrolling through social media not getting the things they need to get done Um, but then you could also have the flip side of the coin where social media could inspire someone so for myself say for instance if i see a post from someone that i look up to like the rock being one i see a post from the rock that motivates me and inspires you me. love the rock i do love the rock <laughs> it motivates me and inspires me to go train harder so i'm going to probably get more of the session or i'm just going to be more would you now before you train like have a look at the rock's instagram just to get like if you were having a bad day yes you, weren't, you would okay Fact. 
Wow. Fact. Is, that, is this before or after you look at my profile to get inspiration? I'd, after I look at your profile. Yeah, makes sense. But like, I'd look Main at... Main event first, followed by the rocket. You, you, you can like use social media as well to help motivate you because you say, for instance, you're not as motivated. You could look at someone you follow because like role models are huge in life. So if you're a role model, if you look at what they're doing and you go, what would this person do? It does. So I think it can be, like you said about Facebook, being able to connect with the masses, looking at it and going, am I using this to, to waste time or yeah. am I using it to create time to be more efficient instead of sending out those individual yeah. messages you can send out that group message or you can connect a huge group of people so for, for us on the transformation contest at the moment we've got a group Facebook uh, and then one of the girls posted on there uh, for recipes and then boom they're all everyone I throw in a few recipes but then there's 10 20 people who are coming in with all different comments about recipes so that quick post allowed that person and the other person people in that group to have a huge option of menus to choose from instead of just one thing or yeah, having yeah. to scroll through a cookbook and get loads of them yeah well that, that's it it's just about figuring out what works for you and what does maximize your time because like everything is about being efficient in life at the minute you've got to we're probably busier than we've ever been we have more things to cram in but i think if people can figure out how to it's like it's like we talk about efficiently using your time in the gym don't go into the gym for two hours and waste time resting for five minutes and not not getting the work done like don't waste time on social media apps for two hours when you can go in get the motivation that you need from the rocks post or get the information that you need from you know the body coach's recipe go in get that stuff and then get out of there get yeah. in get what you need get out of there don't get sucked in and that's you got to train that like i think that's like a skill that you have to train is it's willpower you're training your willpower to not scroll up and down the page when you've gotten what you need to get um like that for me is something that i'm definitely noticing now when i went to so when i've gone to the the burner yeah like when i go on instagram now there's two or three or four or five people that i want to have a look at and see what workouts they've posted today what meals they've posted I now just go type those names in and search those people and look at the last two or three posts yeah. I've missed or they're in my top searches. I click on the three or four or five of them um, and that's it. I look at those and then I don't I don't go through watching all the stories or I scroll through the stories on the top, click on the ones I want. I don't get sucked into to getting the stuff that's not adding any real value to my life, which is what we talked about in previous episodes. Like I only do things and take on extra responsibilities in my life that I can see a benefit from or a reward from in terms of that time investment so hopefully we've given like a good balanced account i think we've been very fair we're not we're not too granted we started with the pros but we weren't we weren't unfair in any way yeah um so like for me the top three tips that i would give coming out of that which again this might be some stuff that people has heard but it's try digital detox for, for lack of a better term, it's something that is thrown around a little bit at the minute, but try and switch your phone off or your smartphone off from 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock and then step it back half an hour every night. Try it for a week. Try rely less on your phone and actually look the next morning and see, did anything come in between 8 o'clock and 12 o'clock last night that I could, that had to be dealt with there and then, that couldn't be dealt with at 9 o'clock the next morning? Have a look at those things. If there isn't many, you know, it kind of shows you that you don't need to be glued to your phone at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. The stuff will still be there on Instagram in the morning. The emails will still be in your inbox. If anyone really needs you urgently, they're probably going to ring you. 
I would imagine. So I would, that would be my biggest thing would be to try that. The other two tips would be try put the phone in a separate room at night. Put an alarm clock in the bedroom because if you wake up in the middle of the night and your mind's racing, going on your phone is the last thing that you should yeah. do. You should actually, just like we said, take the time to process information. Don't get sucked into stuff that's going to keep you awake even longer. That'll help obviously reduce the, the blue light. And then it's it's trying to figure out what things are actually giving you bang for buck online. Like what, what resource do you use that actually give you information that you can use uh, on a daily basis? They'd be my top three tips. You got those three points nailed, Rory, and I think that's a really good way to round off the episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode and you got some good actionable points and if not, some just something to reflect on and think about. If you enjoyed, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hit us up with some messages and tell your friends, spread the good word. And we'll catch you next time.